Hello, and welcome to Pokebits, the podcast with bit-sized Pokemon information. I am your host, Antonin, and today we will be talking about EVs, or effort values. As is my custom, before I start the episode or the main topic, I wanted to talk about some updates on my Pokemon journey. In the past few weeks, I've decided to build a competitive team, and my decision for the competitive team Pokemon, the the Pokemon I'm going to be playing with, uh, has been completely arbitrary. Basically, pick a Pokemon I like, um, get it to be, you know, 5 IV or 6 IV, and uh, give it the best moves it can, and just battle with that. And that's going pretty well. I have two 5 IV Pokemon, I'm working on my third one, and I have decided that I'm gonna compete in Kanto Classic, a chur- tournament. Is it a tournament? It's a tournament or a championship? It's a tournament uh, hosted by Pokemon um, that you can attend online. Uh, the registration, I think, runs uh, somewhere at the end of February. Um, the rail, uh, the rules for the game are that you have to use one of the first 149 Pokemon, or as they say, the original 151, except for Mew and Mewtwo, so the first 149. And the Pokemon can hold no items. Um, I don't believe that, or I believe that... Um, Mega Pokemon or Mega Evolutions are not allowed. Well, if you can't hold the Mega Stone, you can't really do Mega Evolutions. So I've been working on that. I have an Aerodactyl that I'm working on. I have a Magikarp that I'll definitely uh, evolve into a Gyarados. And I'm hoping to get the rest of my team by the time that registration opens. Today, I'll be talking about Effort Values, or EVs, as they're referred to. Effort Values are values that you earn through battles and catching Pokemon as of Generation 6. Um, they are values that translate uh, into your Pokemon stats whenever your Pokemon levels up. So for example, if you get um, four EVs in uh, an attack, um, or in the attack stat, um, it'll turn into a single point um, in your Pokemon's actual stats. Now there are a few interesting things about it for values, which is why this is an entire topic. And um, I wanted to go ahead and go over those. So again, like I said, effort values are earned rather than inherited. So IVs, you know, you have to breed a Pokemon, and once you breed that Pokemon, uh, you can have perfect stats all across the board. But if you don't, you have to breed another Pokemon. So you can't change it after the fact, and you basically have to breed until you get perfect stats. With effort values, you can't really get perfect stats across the board. You have a maximum of 510 points that you can distribute. Um, between all of your Pokemon. Now, the effort values you don't really see publicly, they're not visible for you to you, but they translate to your Pokemon's actual stats. Um, and the math on, a, on that is a little bit weird, but if your Pokemon is at level 100, um, every four effort values translate into one base stat. So if you have, uh, let, uh, let's try an easy number, if you have 40 effort values in your HP, um, that would translate to 10 stat points um, at level 100. Um, the reason I say at level 100 is because the stats kind of, the effort values distribute the stats kind of um, progressively as your Pokemon levels up. Um, so at level 50, it takes eight uh, EVs to translate to one base stat. And that's something to think about. Now there's a maximum of 510 points to distribute in, uh, into the stats of a single Pokemon. If you distribute them evenly, it's not a good idea. What you're basically trying to do is uh, capitalize on your Pokemon's strength. So in the last episode, I think we talked about how Snorlax has a really high base HP uh, on average, and that's an HP uh, without 
that's the HP of that Pokemon with, I think, zero IVs at level 50. Um, and that's just kind of the average. What you want to do, if you want to capitalize on that HP, is shove as many EVs or effort values into that HP as possible um, and split that up this way. Now, a single category, um, like attack, special attack, defense, speed, can have only up to 252 points. It used to be 254, but if you do the math, 254 is not evenly divisible by 4. So 252 is the new uh, maximum. So um, if you want to capitalize on that HP, you can only put 252 points there. As you can tell, 252 is not include, uh, is not, does not equal to 510. Um, so you might want to pick another stat. And I, I've seen that a lot, that you know, uh, trainers basically pick two main stats, that, and that equals to just about 500-something. And then the rest of that maximum they shove into one last stat just to outrun another, po uh, another Pokemon that has zero EVs, or to provide just a little bit of defense. Um, and so, yeah, I've seen that happen. Um, and that kind of forces you to really strategize what you want to do. If you put 252 points into your, your special defense, um, or let's say special attack, but you don't have any special attack moves, you've pretty much wasted all of the, those points and your normal attack moves are not going to make that much damage. Um, so how do you get these EVs and how do you distribute them to specific categories? So this was a little bit weird to me, but um, when you uh, when you battle a Pokemon, each Pokemon has a pre-assigned number of effort values or EVs that it distributes upon defeat. Um, so think about that for a second. If you attack a random Rattata and you're thinking, all right, well, I'm just going to get EVs from that, that Rattata may distribute that EV point to a category that you don't really care about. So you have to be careful with um, what Pokemon you battle with the Pokemon that you're tra currently training. And there is a pretty neat uh, reference on uh, Bulbapedia, and I'm going to go ahead and link to that. And just to give you an example, um, let's look at Venusaur. Venusaur, upon defeat, will give you two special attack effort values and one special defense effort value, so a total of three EVs. However, if you battle a Bulbasaur, you'll only get one EV and special attack, and that's it. So each Pokemon, even in its own um, evolutionary line, will give you different numbers. Um, and as I said, base stats are recalculated um, based on EVs upon leveling up. So you might not even notice the changes until you level up, and that's something to keep in mind as well when you're training. Um, and uh, it, so these two things together kind of created a strategy among some people. Um, if you remember, in Generation 6, uh, there was a new battle style implemented called uh, Horde. I think it's called Horde. Um, and there's Horde training, where you basically have one Pokemon that attacks, you know, five Pokemon at once. And those Pokemon might be very low level. And so I never considered Horde training for my Pokemon in-game, in because you usually end up with having very little experience points, even if there are five Pokemon, because they're usually very low level. You might attack five, ten, uh, level ten Pokemon, or you might go battle somewhere else and attack one, you know, 60 level Pokemon, and I find that a little bit easier. And the games, uh, the battles, a little bit faster. However, each of those Pokemon will yield you a full number of uh, effort values. So if you come up on a horde of, I don't know, let's say Caterpie, each Caterpie gives you one HP effort value. If you defeat that entire horde, you get uh, of let's say five Caterpies, you get five effort values from one attack from one battle. F getting five effort values from one attack, as I'm looking through 
the table right now is pretty much impossible. Um, so that's why a lot of people do horde training. Um, so that's something to consider. Another thing to consider is that um, there is another style of training where you don't have to battle Pokemon, and it's that super training thing that you see on your in your new Generation 6 um, bottom screen. Uh, with super training, you do all kinds of very mini, you know, mini games, and you get uh, these different bags, like punching bags for your Pokemon to punch, and then you have this little graph that shows you what your Pokemon is strong in and what they're not strong in. So those are effort value-based. So you can go through all these different minigames and collect EVs, and then you can look at the bottom screen, and you'll see how they're growing. How they're growing in, you know, if they have a large attack, you'll see the graph kind of skewed toward attack and so on. Um, the advantage of this kind of training is that once you have one Pokemon that kind of defeats all the minigames, you can get your new Pokemon and know exactly how many EVs you're getting and know exactly how long it's going to take you to finish this. You don't have to look, go looking for Pokemon, you're just playing mini games all day long until you have your Pokemon completely um, uh, trained up. Now, let's say you've already started training your six, five IV Pokemon and you didn't know about EVs. So another thing that uh, the, these mini games uh, offer you is a reset bag. So there's a bag that is just, it's called a reset bag, and if you have your Pokemon punch it and basically destroy it, uh, that those Pokemon's uh, EVs are gonna completely reset to zero and you can start over. That's something to keep in mind. Uh, there are other items, so this is not an equipable item, but there are items that um, affect EVs. There are items that increase EVs directly, like rare candy, um, protein, uh, carbos, and all these other ones. And you might have noticed, like, you know, one of your stat points gets uh, increased by one or whatever. But that means that, let's say, that Pokemon received uh, 10 EV points. And each one of those items is 10 EV points. Those uh, classics from Gen 1 that have stayed through. There are other items that help you increase uh, or help you gain EVs at an increased rate. Um, there are different kinds of bands. And I'm looking at them right now. There is, uh, like, a is that a, that's a weight... No, yeah, so there's like a power band. If your Pokemon carries a power band, its special defense will increase. Um, it will gain uh, EVs at a much higher um, rate um, for special defense. There's power lens for special attack. Defense gets a power belt. Attack gets power bracer. HP gets a power weight. And speed gets a power anklet. Each one of those items, if you look at the description, they tell you like they restrict that Pokemon's movements. Like a... Power weight? Oh, no, no, maybe they don't. Maybe they don't. I think I'm uh, confusing that with something else. But if, as far as I know, these items, uh, let's see, which will give you additional four. So per Pokemon, it'll give you additional four EVs. So if you have a Power Bracer and you attack a Pokemon and you get one EV in attack, let's say, that Power Bracer will give you four more points. Now, what's interesting is a Pokerus. That's like a Pokemon virus. Um, and it's pretty rare, but if you get a Pokemon virus, um, that Pokemon's EV gain will double. That means that for every, you know, let's say you win three uh, EVs, you'll get six automatically. And that's why Pokerus is very, very desirable. And what's also interesting about um, gaining EVs through defeating Pokemon is that the level of the opposing Pokemon doesn't matter. So if you're battling a level 100 Bulbasaur, or level 100, sorry, uh, Venusaur versus a level 50 Venusaur, you still get the same number of EVs back. That's something to keep in mind as well. 
Let's move on. So let's talk about some of the strategies. I talked about horde training. Horde training is pretty cool. You know, I told you that, you know, you can defeat, let's say, five uh, very low-level Pokemon like those Caterpie. Let's use Caterpie as an example. I don't even know if Caterpies do hordes, but let's use that as an example. So if you defeat five uh, Caterpies that are in a horde, um, you'll get five effort values. Um, and if you have a Pokerus, that translates to ten effort values. Now, if you have um, a power item on top of that, that'll be 14. I believe that the Pokerus gets applied after or before the item, but I could be wrong. So that's something to look into. I'm not going to look into it right now because I guess it didn't occur to me. What some people do is use exp uh, the experience share, the EXP share. When you have EXP share attached to a Pokemon, it receives the same number of effort values as the Pokemon that defeated the original uh, Pokemon. So what a lot of people do is they get Pokemon together that all require the same effort value training. So let's say all of them need higher HP. Uh, they'll get one from Pokemon that will um, that will hold that power racer for themselves, and uh, that doesn't that item does not get applied to any of the other ones. But if that Pokemon defeats that that huge horde of uh, of Caterpies, that'll give it five effort values across the board or for HP. Um, all of your Pokemon will get those five EVs as well. So they don't get spread apart like experience points. They get um, copied over. And so that means that within one single battle, I think I saw somebody discuss you can get up to 40 to 50 effort values instead of just one. Uh, knowing these tricks will greatly speed up your training. Um, so I talked about the horde training. I talked about the mini games, And I talked about using items to basically gain points faster. Those are pretty much like the, the the three main things to know about effort value training and how to do it um, how to do it well. Before horde training, obviously you'd have to like scour through grass, make sure you um, hit on the right Pokemon, and make sure to look for Pokemon that uh, yield high effort values. So you know if you wanted that HP, uh, you might not want to go looking for a Caterpie, but you might go look for a Clefable because a Clefable yields three effort values. Um, or you know if you want, uh, let's see, what is it? speed, you might want to go for Raichu because Raichu yields three effort values. Um, and just as a really quick side note, um, the effort value values are the reason why trained Pokemon are stronger than wild Pokemon. Wild Pokemon, as far as I know, do not gain any EVs. So this is, they basically get their base stats, um, they get, you know, they have whatever IVs they have, um, plus their base stats and a regular rate of gaining uh, stats in whatever category they have. Um, trained Pokemon all, at all times have EVs because as a trainer, you basically it, it's not. I, I, I don't. I don't know if there's any kind of like in-game explanation of this, but basically your Pokemon just gains EVs while while Pokemon don't, and that means that your Pokemon is always going to have higher IV and uh, or rather higher EV values than wild Pokemon. Uh, the reason why all these different values, IVs and EVs, were hidden is because Pokemon were meant to be more like li real living creatures. That means that no two Pokemon are alike. If you catch two different Bulbasaurs and train them, um, and you don't care about the EV training and whatever, they'll end up with two completely different set of stat points. Not only because of IVs, but also because of EVs. Um, and I think that's pretty much all I can say on the topic. I will be starting my own um, EV training within a couple of weeks, so I'm hoping to go ahead and give you more insight on that in my update segment, but for now, I think that's pretty much all of it. I'll be including a couple of links in the show notes. There'll be the article um, 
on effort values in Bulbapedia, a list of Pokemon by their effort values, and uh, the training guide for uh, Generation 6, which includes the Horde training. If you have any questions, you can contact me either at my email, which is pokemonbits at gmail.com, or you can follow me on Twitter on Pokebits Podcast. Um, those are the two social media that I'm currently using. I check them seldomly. Um, so if I don't reply to you right away, I'm sorry about that. I'm still getting this podcast started. I hope that you will tune in and listen next week when I'll be discussing... Well, I'm not sure what I'll be discussing, but I'll come up with a topic for sure. <laughs>